0: Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey,
1: everyone. This is Ryan Cote from the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Paul Matthews. Hey, Paul. Oh, hi. How you doing? Doing great. So why don't we start out by you introducing to everyone what you do and what you enjoy doing, what your interests are.
0: What do I do? From a work perspective, I've got my own, my own company. So there's a couple of areas to that. One is I, I, I've written books in the learning and development space and I speak at conferences around the world. Well, I used to before COVID. Now it's kind of virtual. And then alongside that, I've got a, a software company which specializes in, in uh, niche learning software that goes into typically middle and larger organizations. So that keeps me busy. Things I'm interested in, oh, I don't know. I love working on the software and designing that. I guess I'm an engineer at heart, so I like solving problems that mean something to somebody. So not just a problem like Sudoku, but a problem that actually is going to make a difference to somebody.
1: I'm similar in my business. Valentine is, is my interest, too. So work, entrepreneurship, it's it's sort of a hobby, too, I suppose. So I resonate with your answer. How would you get into learning and development?
0: Well, I couldn't get a real job. I had to do something, so... It was, like many things in life, it was just an accident. Ended up doing some training, which wasn't where I was trying to be, but it just happened as a result of circumstances and rather enjoyed that. But that was a long time ago now, 20-plus years ago, and looking back on what I was doing, it was rubbish. But, uh, hey, I enjoyed it at the time, and that was how things were done back then. But what I started to do was my background as engineering, I started looking at what was going on in the learning and development sphere with an engineer's set of glasses on and realized there were a lot of things that just didn't didn't work very well. And if that number of things doesn't work very well when you're designing things like bridges and tractors and cars, you tend to kill people. So I thought, well, why is L&D getting away with such a high failure rate for the kind of things they're doing? So that was how I got into it and started thinking about it. I think a bit differently to many people who've been in, the, in that sector for a long time. Is it a very fulfilling profession for you? I'm assuming
1: helping people. and
0: absolutely enjoy it. I'm doing hugely. And uh, I wouldn't have written three books otherwise, I think, because uh, writing a book is a big thing to do. There's one book I reread every year, which might give you an idea, is Jonathan Livingston Seagull by Richard Bach. And uh, that's all really about learning and teaching. And that book, little booklet resonates with me hugely. And so every year I just go back and read it again and sort of, Rekindle, you know, the ideas that are in there. I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard of that book, so we'll link that up in the show notes, and I'll definitely take a look. I just ordered twelve books off of Amazon, so I'm I'm a huge reader. I read every day. I usually have multiple books going, plus Audible. Maybe too much, I guess. And hearing me say that, but yeah, I'm a huge reader myself. So Morning Upgrade is a, a personal development podcast, as you know. We talk about entrepreneurship, morning routines, habits and more than that, but that's the gist of it. And so I was wondering what your morning routine looks like, if you can share that with us.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure I've really got one. I I've, I exercise every morning, have some breakfast, whatever. So not I, like, I guess not a lot different to many people. So no, I, I don't know. Do you read or meditate or anything along those lines? Well, I do meditate, but typically later
1: in the day, not in the morning. How long do you meditate for? Just curious.
0: Oh, usually half an hour to 45 minutes, but
1: uh so I, I've got a morning routine that's been an hour long, that it's it's a lot of different things journaling, reading, exercise, and just like 10 minute little bursts of different things. And the meditation part is 10 minutes, but I've read a lot of recommendations that you know, you should meditate for 20 to 45 minutes. I've never tried meditating for 30 to 45 minutes. I should try it because I feel like you would get a lot deeper. So you're going to prompt me to try that out. Um, do you follow any type of specific meditation? Um, is it just focusing on your breath or is it a specific, I know some recommend like affirmations or saying things to yourself. What's it called? Um, not management, mantra, no, I guess.
0: I, not really. I've done some studies in some of those areas. So it's a mixture of all sorts of things that works for me. I don't follow any particular discipline or anything like that. And sometimes it's literally just quiet time. With an empty mind rather than actually sort of full blown meditation, if you want to put it that way. So it's, I'm not a great one for routines and doing something the same every day. I fear if I'd rather do things differently and experiment and see what works.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Do you have anything that you do at night to set yourself up for the next day?
0: Oh, I put my head on my pillow
1: usually. <laughs> Sleep, that's an important one. You've run your business for a while and you said you speak, you write, you've got your software business. I would imagine you probably have some habits, personal development habits, or maybe related to personal development that have helped you along the way, just accomplished so much. Is there anything that comes to mind that you can share with us that like habits that you have?
0: I don't know. People say I've got a positive outlook on life. Maybe I have. I don't know. I don't notice it because it's who I am. So I suppose that's your outlook on life, I guess, is a habit as much as anything else. But no, other than that, I wouldn't say, well, I, we've all we're all full of habits. I mean, most of our life, as we go through every day is habitual rather than decided behaviour. There's very yeah. little of what we do at at a percentage level that's that's not habitual. But no, I wouldn't say there's any particular ones. I think people need to figure out what works for them. I mean, that's what I mean by experimenting is try different things, but also try them long enough to figure out, to get good enough at them to see if they're gonna work. It's no good just trying something once and saying, well, that didn't work. <laughs> so. I think, you know, the one thing you did mention though, I think there
1: I think it is important to stress that being positive and optimistic. I think mindset is a huge thing. A lot of people argue that it's the biggest thing because you know, As you run through your business or just life in general, you run into a lot of just obstacles just naturally. And so getting through those takes a certain mindset. So I think it's that's something definitely to pull out is the, the positivity and optimism you said you have. How do you handle that towards, let's talk about struggles in your business, like the hardest thing that you've ever, I mean, not ever, but the, hard, the hardest thing about your business. Have you gotten through that? What have you done?
0: Oh, like any business, it's been through ups and downs. And sometimes that's people involved with the business for one reason or another. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, revenue and and cash flow and stuff like that. You know, we're in good shape now, which is great. But I think there's always the need to have a perspective on it. I think maybe that's the positive outlook and just say, well, this might look like shit from one angle, but it's okay from other angles. So in some way, uh, I don't know whether you've seen that film, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise and one of the samurai there keeps looking at the blossoms on the cherry tree, wondering which blossom is perfect, the blossom that's just about to open, the one that's already open or the one that's been beautiful and is now passing on. And towards the end of the film, he has a realisation that every blossom is perfect all the time, regardless of what stage it's at. And I think that's about looking at everything and just saying, it's all perfect. I might not see that perfection from my perspective, but if you take a, a step back then everything is always perfect so if you kind of have that view on it then i think things will will work out as i said maybe that's the positive attitude
1: it sounds like you're doing something that you love and that you're good at do you think that do you think it helps to have a passion for your profession i mean i think the obviously the answer is yes but like how do you find that passion in what you do
0: Well, I think the the first place is to find it in what you're doing, whatever that is in the moment. And that might not be where you ultimately end up, but unless you can be passionate where you are, it's unlikely you're going to move on to something else where you're going to be passionate because you'll get stuck where you are. So whatever you're doing, do it as well as you can and get involved and passionate about it. And then you'll notice other things around you that you could also get passionate about. A lot of people get stuck. I think without they don't do that. And they think, well, I'm not. I don't like where I am. But of course, they then don't see what else is around them that they could like.
1: Yeah. If ultimately change is required, sometimes they don't make the change that's necessary to get into a better place because they're just they're just stuck or they can't see past their immediate situation. Yeah. 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 So what? I don't know if you have any tips that come to mind, but you know across writing and, and speaking and, and running the running your software business do you have any tips you can share with other entrepreneurs for running successful business whether it's across speaking general business or writing
0: keep your accounts up to date every week <laughs> keep an eye on numbers <laughs> and i think another thing is that you've got to realize that kind of every business is a marketing business that happens to have a product or service so it's really <laughs> important to focus on marketing Because unless that's right, you don't make sales. And if you're not making sales, you're not making revenue. And if you're not making revenue, you're running a charity, which may be what you want to do, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily put food on the table. There's that side of it. But otherwise, it's going to be vastly different depending on whether, you know, the sort of business you're in, whether you've got products, whether it's a service, you know, whether it's unusual, whether you're out there competing with other people with something similar, or whether you've got something completely different that no one's ever done before.
1: Yeah, it definitely depends on the situation of the business. What have you learned from running your business about yourself?
0: Well, that I'd bounce. If you <laughs> fall over, you bounce. And yeah. of course, a lot of people hit the bottom because I've had a couple of tough times, like many in business. You know, you know, nothing wrong with that. It just happens. But when you do have a tough time and then you come out the other end, you do realize you bounce. And that makes it a lot easier to look over the edge and at a later time. And you might not fall later, but you're a lot less scared of falling. And that makes a big difference. You're not quite so desperate about what's going on. You've got a much more, again, back to positive view of, of how things can turn out, even if they look bleak at a, at a certain point in time.
1: So you're saying that you develop pretty much like a callus towards hard things, like where you get through something and it stinks at the time, then you get through it. And then when the next thing hard comes across, comes about, you've already been through something hard and so you have a little bit of a callus towards it where you're a little more equipped to handle it, both just getting through it and and the mindset as well. Would you agree with that?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you're in somewhere bad, keep moving.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, if you stop and sort of um, cogitate and think about all the bad stuff that's around you, basically don't stop, keep moving and eventually you'll come out the other side.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I find that like when I, I naturally, I don't know if it's just the way I'm built, but I naturally go up and down where I've got a lot of mo- motivation, and then I, I don't, and then I do, then I don't, and I find that when I don't, like yeah, I'll give myself a little bit of time to just relax, and maybe it's burnout. I'm not sure, but I also find that action, taking action, gets me through either a, times of low motivation or times where I'm going through some dif- difficult. Just action, I think, just creates pulls you out of that out of that slump.
0: I think one of the things that some people get tangled up with is there's a lot of things around about you must set goals. And we do set goals, even if we just go to the supermarket. We're setting a goal to go and do that. But I think at a, at a higher level, goals can actually be quite a bad trap because you said, oh, I must achieve this by this date, and then you don't, and then you beat yourself up for it. And then there's a sense of unworthiness or inability, and and there's that kind of downward spiral. So I think you've got to be focused more on a direction of travel, that is a great way to go and then enjoy the journey rather than getting tangled up and focused on a large specific goal at the end of it that if I don't get that, my life is over type of thing. So yes, by all means, set micro goals along that journey and that can get you to that action you just mentioned. But uh, I think sometimes the biggest stuff that people set out to do can actually be quite destructive in some in some ways.
1: Yeah, because it could be demoralizing if you keep on, if you're setting these gigantic goals and that, that you're not hitting,
0: it could be demoralizing. Yeah, it's like I can't be happy until I get this or that, or if I don't hit my goals, I won't be happy. And, and it's kind of, well, that's just a self-reinforcing downward spiral, which is not terribly helpful.
1: Since you said you're, op, you're, you're naturally optimistic, I was speaking to uh, a previous guest about happiness, and we were talking about how happiness is a choice where you have to choose to be happy. You can't rely on external things to give you happiness. Um, you have to choose to be happy. And then from there it happens. Do you do you believe in that or do you have a different view of it?
0: Well, we live in the feeling of our thinking. So it's how you're thinking that actually is controlling how you feel, not how something outside of you is going on. It's that old Shakespeare quote, nothing is good or bad except thinking makes it so. If you see something and you decide it's bad, then you decide it's bad, but that thing out there that you're looking at is not intrinsically good or bad in and of itself. It's just your view of it. So the way you think about things that are happening around you affects how you're going to feel about life in general. So as I said, you live in the experience of your feeling, of, of your thinking. So how you think matters. And the thoughts that you engage with matter. So engage with the good ones and let the bad ones or the, the ones that don't feel so good, just let them float past you and disappear. Because they will. Yeah. That's what thoughts do. They arise and then they leave unless you engage with them and hold them close. So the only ones you want to hold close are the thoughts that actually feel good.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree with all that.
0: Um, that's actually a, a
1: good segue into my my last question for you, Paul. And I really enjoyed this conversation. First of all, you gave me a book to read and a, a new movie to watch. So that's, I appreciate that. But my last question for you, and then I'd like you to tell everyone how they can learn more about you if they want to connect with you. Have you ever thought about what the perfect day looks like for you? And if yes, what does that look like?
0: My perfect day is tomorrow.
1: Oh, that's a good answer. (laughs) I like that. It's a good note to end on. So why don't you um, tell everyone how they can learn about you and uh, if they want to connect with you?
0: Well, there's a couple of sites. I've got my personal one with the speaking in the books. is at paul-matthews.com and the software sites at peoplealchemy.com.
1: And I'm okay, on LinkedIn if anybody wants to link
0: up. That's fine, too. Always happy to have a
1: chat. So, We'll include those three links on your show notes page. I really enjoyed this conversation, Paul. Thanks, everyone, for listening and talk to you soon.
0: OK, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.